Hey, it's me, Lisa P, and welcome to It's Called Life, where I deep dive into topics on motherhood, womanhood, society, culture, and all the other things that make up this crazy thing we call life. And today I want to talk about being a people pleaser, or rather, I should say a former people pleaser. You see, I grew up being a people pleaser since the day I can remember. I remember being a child trying to look after bugs and little animals I found. I would save up my allowance to buy presents for my family, including my parents. And I used to say that I would like mold my personality in order to fit in or be what other people wanted me to be or needed me to be. You know that scene in Eat, Pray, Love where they're talking about how Julia Roberts kind of morphs into the people she's dating and reflects them or looks like them? I was that person. It led to a really long struggle and a really long journey to finding out who I truly was as a person and also who the good people around me were. Because when you're a people pleaser, people like to have you around because you're agreeable. You go with the flow. You do what other people want to do. You don't have too many opinions. You don't have too many boundaries. And all All of that kind of worked in my life. It was going like fairly well. I was pretty oblivious to all of it until I became a wife and mother. That's when putting other people's needs and wants above my own started to really feel the pressure. There was like that really big vice grip feeling of not being true to myself and not doing what was truly good for me and my family. And the funny thing is I married another people pleaser. Like my husband is such a people pleaser. And we both had this immense identity crisis and struggle around our wedding when we realized that like our families weren't really getting along very well and had some very big opinions over how we were doing things. Which I get, I mean, that's pretty par for the course with wedding planning. I don't know anybody who made it out of wedding planning without some sort of family drama or aggressive input from one side or the other. But it definitely shows you who has an agenda and it definitely, definitely shows you who's putting your happiness first or their own. And I get it. Again, there's lots of money involved. If I could have eloped, I I think I probably should have. Even though I loved my wedding. My wedding was dope. But it's definitely a lot of stress. But that was really the first time that I had to put like serious boundaries down, especially with my parents specifically, because I had always been a very obedient daughter and a very people-pleasing daughter. Um, which made me like arguably the favorite because who doesn't like a kid who's super affectionate and does what you say because (laughs) it just makes your job as a parent so much easier. The problem is when the people-pleasing child uh, starts putting in some boundaries. To my parents' credit, they really did say after like a while, you know what, like this isn't worth us losing uh, like the quality of our relationship over. We're just, we're going to get along basically. Um, so that didn't become as big of a blowout as it absolutely could. And I give them a lot of credit for that. But when it came to parenthood, I think the first time I ever had to set boundaries was around the birth and who was going to be there and how long until they could visit. And if you think wedding planning or wedding opinions are intense, the amount of intensity around people's wants and needs on you when you're giving birth, it seems like it shouldn't be that much of like a spectator sport, but it's very much a family event. And there are a lot of opinions about it. But it was the first time in my life where I had a very strong sense of self. I very much knew how I wanted this experience to go and what I wanted out of it. And that was the first time that I kind of had that sense of absolution that I could lean on in order to set these boundaries. 
And I hear from women and birthing people all the time who have gone into this situation totally unaware of all of the expectations that were going to be on them surrounding the birth of their child, that how do you get out of it without being the bad guy? How do you get what you want or get your point across without hurting people's feelings? And what I've learned in my journey through becoming a former people pleaser is that People understand boundaries. People understand that other people have needs and wants for their time, for their life, for their experiences. It's only people who don't want you to have boundaries, who want to enforce their will upon you, who are going to have a problem with it. Because if you're the type of person who can't understand that a laboring person giving birth is the star of the show and should be given a lot of grace and a lot of deference, I don't know how to explain to you how the rest of this story is going to go because that's simply a disconnect in priority. But the funny thing is, and moving kind of away from the birth conversation, although I could go on and on about setting boundaries around birth and labor and children and all that, um, but going back to just being a people pleaser and how that impacts your relationships, you know, as I said, it's really easy to be a friend or a partner with a people pleaser. But how many people are going to stick around when you start setting boundaries? How many people are going to still like you for you when you have some self-respect, when you have some of those self-realizations and you start sticking up for yourself? You will absolutely see a shift in how people treat you. You know, my parents have handled my boundaries really well. Um, they have handled the transition from people-pleasing daughter to having a little bit more of a backbone and having a little bit more of a voice really well. And I think it's because they went through similar drama with their own parents that they just don't want that history to repeat itself. But other people don't handle boundaries very well, especially when it's coming from somebody who never used to have one. But the message I really want to get across is that people will still like you if you don't go out of your way to try and make people like you. People will still like you if you have boundaries, if you have your own needs and wants that come first. People who truly love you want you to do well. And this is something that I've really had to kind of come to terms with as I've gotten older is that the right people will want you to have boundaries, will want you to have self-respect, will want you to have an opinion, have a voice, because that shows that you are being true to yourself. And true love is about wanting to enhance the person you love's sense of self. It's You want them to be their best self. And nobody, not one person, is their best self if they aren't true to themselves. Now, absolutely, you, you can make up your mind on what's the hill you're willing to die on and what is truly important and what can you be more agreeable and passive with. Absolutely. Not everything is a big thing. But boundaries and setting boundaries is also not a wall. It's a way to navigate relationships. It's a way to say, hey, person I care about, this is how I like to be loved. This is how I like to be respected. This is how you can show me that you respect and honor me as a person. It's an invitation to the table. It's an invitation to deeper intimacy in a relationship. It's a level of trust. You are trusting this person to hear what you have to say hear your boundary, respect it, and show you that you matter and your words and boundaries matter enough for them to follow it. The funny thing is when I was a kid, and when I say I was a people pleaser, I was also very unconfrontational, very different from who I am now as an adult. Um, but my, whenever I would get in trouble, my parents would yell at me. Well, my mom would yell at me. And I would stand there 
quiet, like silent until she was done. And she used to be like, why aren't you saying anything? Stand up for yourself, like argue with me. And I just, I couldn't even speak a word for fear of A, making her yell more. I was very scared of confrontation and yelling. Um, But also because of like fear of retaliation, fear of disrespecting her, fear of just continuing this altercation longer than it needed to go. But all those feelings were still there. And that's what ends up happening when you don't have boundaries with people, when you just live to please other people, is like you still will feel the resentments or the anger or the irritation. And that's the sort of stuff that builds and builds and builds in relationships that eventually blows up or leads to like no more relationship. It's really not setting boundaries with people that ends relationships. Setting boundaries helps people navigate relationships. It's like the map to the relationship. But Walking away from someone happens when there has been so much disrespect and so much resentment compounded over time that it's irrevocable. You know, I'm so lucky that in my late 20s and 30s that I've gone on this journey and gone to find myself and love myself and realize that I am not meant to simply be in service to other people, that I have needs that I have wants, that I have opinions and boundaries and things that are okay for me and things that aren't, ways I like to do things, and that it is okay for me to express those, that people will love me simply for who I am and not because of the way that I am in service to them. And yeah, that might not be true for everybody. There may be people who walk out of your life because of the fact that you no longer live to serve their wishes and whims. But in my opinion, that's that's the type of relationship that needs to go. That's a one-sided relationship that is completely dependent upon you bending to their will. And there are so many people that are more than happy to let you do that. And usually your family of origin, like if you're a people pleaser, your family of origin is where that all started. And... That's also the place that you need to start setting your firmest and first boundaries. Because honestly, if I've learned anything in therapy, it's that it all comes back to the family of origin. It all comes back to the way you were treated in childhood and the dynamics in your family. Like, tale as old as time, yada, yada, yada. But setting those boundaries in your family of origin and having them respect them is the first step to realizing you can go out to other people and No one has the ability to hurt you the way your family of origin, your mom, your dad, your siblings, nobody has the ability to hurt you in the same way as the members of that family. And if you can practice healthy boundaries there, you can absolutely start setting them in other places in your life. Because my people pleasing, I started to notice kind of everywhere. Even in my parenting, like how I took it on myself as my responsibility to make sure that my kids were happy. No, don't get me wrong, my job as a parent keep my kids, you know, happy, healthy, safe, etc. But the reality is kids are just tiny people. They're not going to be happy all the time. There are going to be very justifiable reasons for them not to be in a good mood. And me as a people pleaser was always so triggered by people being in bad moods. I took it so insanely personally, like it was my personal task to change their mood or get them to look on the bright side or turn their day around, or just fix it. Like it was my job to fix everyone's bad mood because somehow I was responsible for it. And that leached out onto how I parented my kids. I just kept trying to make them happy even when they had every reason not to be. You know, disappointment, letdown, frustration, exhaustion, all of these reasons that 
you know, perfectly normal adults would be in a shitty mood. I was trying to make my job, making my kids not feel those feelings. And that wasn't good for my kids. And that was certainly not good for me either. It's not my responsibility as their mother to not allow them to feel negative emotions, to shield them from negative emotions. It's my job as a mother to teach them how to manage those negative emotions, how to sit with them, how to feel them, and how to get through them. You know, I've never had a problem sitting with negative emotions of my own, but I have a very hard time sitting with negative emotions of the people I love and the people that I feel responsible for. And there's going to be nobody that you feel more responsible in your life than your own kids. And that was a hard parenting lesson for me to learn. Not only am I not responsible for my own mother's happiness, which is a whole different episode, I'm not responsible for anyone's happiness but my own. You cannot control other people's emotions. You cannot control how other people are going to treat you. You can't control how other people are going to handle your boundaries. And a really hard one for the people pleasers is you can't control if someone likes you or not. You can't control if somebody's mad at you or not. And it took me so long to realize in my adult life that I would so much rather be respected than liked. Like, don't get me wrong, I don't want to piss people off on purpose, but I will always be true to myself first. And you can either respect that and take that or not. And I really think once I learned that lesson, the second half of my entire life started. And I'm not going to lie, it's a hard lesson. It's definitely been rocky. It's really hard to sit with those truths. It's really hard to know that there are people in your life who would rather you be pleasing to them than be true to yourself simply because it's more convenient for them. It's really hard to sit with the knowledge that I can't make things okay all the time, but it's also hard to know that I'm not supposed to. But I've got to tell you, when you respect yourself, when you are true to yourself, when you are navigating relationships with both respect for the person and respect for yourself, when that's a mutual understanding, when that's a mutual relationship, things are so much better. I like myself so much more in this version where I have self-respect and boundaries than I did when I was chasing after this invisible approval of everyone I met. Because the only person's approval that truly matters is how you feel about yourself, how you feel about the choices you've made and the conversations you've had and the way you've navigated situations. And although I'm a former people pleaser, I know in my heart of hearts that I don't sit well with disrespect meaning I don't feel good about myself if I am disrespectful to someone else. But when I set a boundary in a respectful way, there is nothing better. There is a way to both be true to yourself and be a kind person. So to all the people pleasers who are on a journey of self-love and self-determination, to all the people who feel responsible for other people's emotions, and maybe even to some other former people pleasers who've really done the work and have found themselves on the other side of everyone else's needs and wants. I wish you luck on this journey because the other side truly, truly looks great. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of It's Called Life. Don't forget to subscribe and get all the up-to-date episodes. It's me, Lisa P., and I will see you next time.